it's uh january 18th that's a wednesday it's like middle of the day give or take i think um it has been a long time since i've recorded and i guess i'm sorry for that but it comes and it goes um i was feeling guilty today um while i was folding laundry and reckoning with my own existence um, for having not recorded in so long. So I decided that I was going to do that today. Uh, I don't even know like what I have to talk about today, but I've been playing, um, a lot of World of Warcraft again. I know I talked about, I spoke about that not that long ago, but, um, yeah, I've been playing it a lot. I've been kind of maining my assassin rogue assassination rogue rather and uh i have done uh some handful of mythic dungeons of course of taurus and then um i uh, finished the raid it was lfr looking for raid you morons but i still did it and it was fun it was a good raid it was very easy because it was lfr but it was good you know pretty flawless um, I, like I, like I say, like I say, and that's a Charles Barkley impression, like I say, um, I, I don't know, I just, I feel like I've been going through such a weird time lately, you know, it's like, I want to try and learn stuff, you know, um, I feel like I need to be mentally stimulated, but every time I go and, you know, go to do the things that'll help me learn this stuff, I like, I don't know, uh, <clears throat> just stop, you know, I'll do it for like a week at a time, and then I'll stop for a week, and I'll do, and you know, you're not getting much progress that way, you know, I, um, I don't know, it's just, it doesn't make any sense, like, I remember whenever I was playing basketball and soccer, mostly soccer. Um, well, I take that back. Not mostly soccer, mostly basketball. I really, I really worked hard to get good at basketball. I was more naturally good at soccer, um, but basketball definitely helped that I wouldn't have been, you know, the athlete that I was if I hadn't played basketball. But I, um, I used to like, I used to just relentlessly try and improve at things. And maybe it was just because it was basketball. You know, whenever, before I hurt my knee, I was still like that, I guess. I was always out of the courts. But um, it's like, I don't know. It, it used to just go so hard, <laughs> you know. And, and like, the only time that I start feeling like I want to do that um, – anymore is like at 3 a.m you know whenever you i mean you could i guess but shouldn't um or like while i'm in the middle of a work day you know and that's uh i don't know i i don't know what happened you know i like i i have all this drive still but then whenever i start doing it you know um I, uh, I don't know. I just, I just quit. Is, is it cause like, no, nah, I'm not even going to try and 
self-analyze or whatever, self-diagnose any, but it, I don't know, you know, they always say, well, you don't, you, you don't do a thing because, you know, they don't always say this, but you don't always do a thing because you're, you can't, you don't do a thing because you're afraid. And I just wonder what I could possibly be afraid of, you know, it's like, these things aren't, well, basketball did drastically change my life because of the stupid, well, not drastically, but changed my life a little bit because of the stupid ACL, but it's like, none of this is really going to affect my life until, you know, unless I get, basketball is not one of the things, but um, it's not going to affect my life until I get good at it. And like, is that what it is? Is that I don't want to, is that I'm scared how long it'll take to put the work in to get good at a thing? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird, but, but uh, yeah, that's, that's what I've been dealing with a lot lately. And that's led to a lot of anxiety and, um, you know, a lot of things have been the cause of this anxiety that I've been feeling so much lately, but um, that's one of them. I wouldn't say it's chief among them, but it's up there. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's rough. No, it's not rough. I, I have a pretty easy life, but that's hard. That's that the anxiety is rough. That's, that's hard to deal with some days. Um, you know, whenever it goes from anxiety, which for the most part I can kind of deal with, um, not as well of late, but I can deal with it for the most part too, from anxiety to, you know, like heavily depressive episodes like that. That's where it's frustrating, you know, um, that I am more equipped to deal with because I've had to deal with that a lot longer than the anxiety, but, um, it still sucks. It's draining, but anyways, yeah. So, um, I think I, I kind of have on my mind like basketball and I want to talk about basketball. So, um, I'm going to talk about basketball in three, two, one, and like I say, you know, the, the LeBron James. I can't do it. What am I doing? Like, like I say, there we go. LeBron James. <laughs> Come on now, Shaq. Shaq, what is fucking Charles Barkley doing? <laughs> he, does he does that. Um, he always talks about women from San Antonio. I said them big old women in San Antonio, Shaq. I think that was a good one. <laughs> them big old women. No, no, that's ter- that's terrible, man. That's terrible. I can't believe talk about them big old women in San Antonio. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't. Not right now. I usually can do it pretty alright, but um, yeah, basketball's been pretty crazy lately. LeBron, I mean, we should it, even if you don't enjoy basketball, you know, um, or like you don't maybe you enjoy but you don't watch it very often. Try and like, try and do not pirate uh a stream of an NBA game. Try and do not pirate it. Um, Cause there's definitely not sites you can do that safely. Uh, but tune into a Lakers game, you know, in the next, I don't know, this next, within this season. Cause LeBron James, he just, you know, I think as of yesterday or the day before passed, what was it like 36,000 points, something like that. Maybe it was more. I can't remember the exact number, but he's like 380-something points from becoming the leading scorer in NBA history. You know, it's like for the people that got to watch Michael Jordan, you know, they get to see two mics. You know, they got to see 
MJ and then they're getting to see fucking LeBron too, you know? And like my dad pisses me off about, you know, with whenever I talk to him about basketball, cause he's just such like an old ass stubborn and he's kind of like a troll a little bit, you know, but he, uh, he, he, he won't hear LeBron being better than MJ fine, whatever, you know? <clears throat> um, I think that the only thing that Mike has on LeBron is, you know, championships and a DPOY. Did he end up getting one? Maybe, maybe he has just has more all defensive teams, but, um, that's like the only, those are like the only two things, you know, and a scoring leader, but I mean, does that matter that much? LeBron is putting up near that. And, in addition to the scoring, he did a lot more outside of that, you know, rebounds and assists and great defense. I mean, just he got fucked out of like one or at, at least one, maybe two defensive player of the year awards. Um, what was it? <clears throat> there was that year Mark Gasol, I think, got it. Or was it Tyson Chandler? I think it was the Tyson Chandler year where he did not deserve that DPOI. I mean, no way in fucking hell did he deserve that DPOI. No disrespect to Tyson Chandler, of course, because he'll be listening. But, um, I mean, I he was a great defensive player. Don't get me wrong. He was he was good to great. But like, was he really affecting the game defensively more than what year was that LeBron? I mean, he was on the Heat, so it was like, I don't know, twenty fifteen. 2014 I think maybe one of those years I don't know where he was just a fucking menace motherfucker had like I mean I yeah I mean I'm gonna look it up I guess that's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna look up his actual stats that year um because now I need to know and let's just see here um Tyson Chandler DPOY um let's see what year was that 2012 so Basque reference let's just check this out here so we're looking at 2012 okay he played 76 games he started 76 so he sat out you know what is it six games he played almost 40 minutes a game he played 37.9 he played 38 minutes a game he went 56 from the floor he shot 40% from three. Now threes were different back then. You know, he only shot three of them a game, three and a third, give or take. But, I mean, he shot 60% for, you know, for two-pointers. That's unreal. And his effective is 60% field goal percentage. Like, that is crazy. And, you know, that was his best, I mean, his most efficient year of basketball he's ever played offensively. Now, that's not, that doesn't, matter whenever you're talking about DPOI, of course. But this is just, I mean, I think this was the best year of LeBron we ever got. You know, it's just insane. I mean, the fucking guy was at, um, oh, fuck, that's so bright. It was at 27 points a game, only fouled one and a half times per game, only turned the ball over three times, which is historically average for him. A block and a steal and a half. All right, one block per game, one, well, it's 1.7, so basically two steals per game. You know, I mean, that's fucking crazy. And let's go to the advanced stats, eh? 
I have to use MBA.com? Ugh. Why? Because I have to go all the way down to 2012. It's annoying. Well, I was going to say it's not that bad, but it's taking forever to load. I mean, there's got to be a better way to... Got to be a better way to find that, right? Oh, my gosh. Just let me go to the goddamn... Let's see. Oh, they didn't track it back to 2012. Bastard. But let's see if we can compare, because it's got to be at least similar. So... Yeah, it looks like 2011, 2012 was a generally less efficient year across the board. He was an uptick in scoring, um, and it was an, uh, I mean, just marginal increases in steals. But, like, let's just look at what it, what it was, because that year clearly was not his best uh, year. But it should be pretty close. I mean, so we're looking at, What's that? Defensive field goals made. Tempted. I feel like that this doesn't make any sense. But okay, so he had people, whenever they were going against him, shot 43% overall, 50% from two. Huh. Here we go. I found the thing that I wanted to find there. It's this awesome article that I read about. Um, I don't know the the site very well but it's called essentially sports.com i'm if it's any you know if this site's any good i should probably look into it and see what the quality of writing is so yeah tyson chandler didn't even win um didn't even win didn't even get onto a fucking defensive first team right and the next year same thing happened with marcus all both these guys Le, you know lebron got snubbed by the 2012 year is also the year you know, and this is besides the point regarding DPOY, I think, but that was the year that he missed out on a unanimous MVP vote by one guy who, I, if I remember correctly, voted for fucking Carmelo Anthony to win MVP. <clears throat> Tell me how that makes sense. He's never had an MVP caliber season. He's barely had all NBA caliber seasons, in my opinion. I feel like he was just a super, you know, well, generally an efficient chucker. I mean, you know, a hooper, but not a ball player, which is frustrating to say because he had all the talent in the world. And whenever he really tried, he was great at defense, or at least he was good. He at least wasn't a net negative like he was the rest of his career. Whoever the fuck would vote Mello is a moron for MVP any year. Maybe MVP of New York, but that's about it. Um, but not even did so Tyson Chandler, obviously he was of that like <clears throat> Um. Uh, he he was around during the time where center and now center. There are some centers nowadays who still can't, of course, because people are only getting faster. But, like, um, you know, uh, why it, he couldn't switch? He couldn't go out onto a guard. I mean, for a prolonged amount of time. Whereas, so he was not very versatile. Of course, the defensive player of the year has to be at least semi versatile. So LeBron played one through five, obviously, you know, he could guard any, at this point in his career, I mean, there, I don't think there is a better defensive player on the planet than LeBron whenever he was locked in. And this season, the whole fucking season, he was locked in. He could keep up with any guard in the league. It didn't matter. He could keep up with any center in the league. He could, you know, they couldn't back him down. They couldn't get over him. He was too fucking strong. 
this was him. Like, this is peak LeBron. This is the best LeBron that we've ever gotten. Like, full stop. Um, as as much as I like the second stint Cavs LeBron, this 2012, 20, 20, yeah, 2012, 2013 LeBron is the best he's ever been in his entire career. And it's probably the highest peak that I've ever seen. I mean, Michael Jordan had some awesome... I mean, he had multiple, and so is LeBron. That That's a line that runs between the both of them is they had so many different kind of peaks to their career. You know, whenever Mike was just an athletic freak and there was nobody in the same stratosphere athletically, even among the best athletes on the planet. You know, whenever he got drafted into the league, maybe like, what, three years after that? Four, five, six, so yeah. 87, 88 year, I think, was a fucking insane year for him. Just just scoring-wise, I mean, what are the fucker? He probably had 30-something points. He's just insane. He was insane. Um, you know, he he and LeBron had that same thing. Well, LeBron, you know, two years after he was drafted, even the year he was drafted, really, but two years after he was drafted, whenever he really came into his own, you know, and just, there's just nobody to keep up with him. Um, he, I mean, he could, he is the fastest sprinter down the fucking court. Nobody was close. With ball, without ball, it doesn't matter. That LeBron, that young LeBron, light and, and you know, real fast. I don't think there's been anybody faster outside of, like, John Wall, De'Aaron Fox, you know. But they're not the players that LeBron is. LeBron did all this while still being able to go down to four, you know, in that era of LeBron. I'm sure he could give some fives work, but not as many back then because we still had Shaq, um, you know, Shaq counters in the league. But um, both Mike and LeBron have had so many different peaks. Like LeBron had those athletic freaks, so did Mike. LeBron, once he, you know, got to his phys- like his physical peak, not just athletic peak, physical peak, you know, he does what he did with the heat. Mike had the same thing, you know. He's just that year that he bulked up after getting fucked up by the Pistons was LeBron's heat, you know. He did that for the next couple of years, for a few years, four years even, until he slimmed back down. But LeBron did the same thing with the heat, you know. LeBron just mirrors Michael just as much as Kobe. I don't fucking care what anybody thinks. Um, I mean, I do care what you guys think, of course, but like, I'm right with this, and I'm pretty confident with that. And then it got to the point where they didn't get a little older. I mean, they did, but not enough to where it affect them. But they just, like, because the game has probably always been slow for them, right? They're they're the best players in the history of a sport. But there's a time, you know, whenever after the first three-peat for Mike, you know, right? And then, like, or rather, right before the the second three-peat, which is crazy to say anyways. But for the second three-peat, um, and, I mean, and during, rather, you know, right before leading up to and during the second three-peat, not only did he have, you know, peak Scotty, peak Big Shot, you know, all these guys, um, he was at his 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 peak as a basketball player, I feel like, in those second three-peats. Just like LeBron was with the Cavs, where 
it's like these guys are moving in slow motion. They know what everybody's going to do. They know that they don't have to sprint. They know they have, you know, they just mastered the change of pace. And some of the most stylistically pleasant and aesthetically pleasant players to watch was second three Pete Mike and then second stint Cavs, LeBron. He was, he, LeBron does not get enough credit for what he fucking did, even with the credit he's gotten with those shit ass fucking Cavs teams. I mean, your second best player for the, you know, for a little bit was Kyrie. Great, a young Kyrie. Uh, a not known to be anti-Semitic Kyrie. A known, you know, what was it? Did he did deny the Holocaust yet? I'm sure he fucking will. Uh, Kyrie. Um, you know, a young K-Love who had injury issues anyhow. But, well, not a young K-Love, but like, you know what I mean. This guy's almost like fucking 40 now. He's as old as LeBron. But like uh, an actual, you know, as good as Caleb has been outside of those few Minnesota games where a fucker averaged like 30-30. But this was as good as he's been. He lost weight. His shot was fucking falling. He played net, you know, zero probably defense, which is okay for him. He was just so fucking smart and he could rebound the shit out of the ball, you know, um, the kind of fuckery that LeBron was committing on these teams every single game that he played was ludicrous. He was just playing around, you know. He was in full coast mode, you know, by this point um, during the regular season so he could turn into LeBron in the postseason, which he could still do, you know, um, in spurts now, even at 38. But then, I mean, he could, he could rest the whole regular season and then sprint the fucking postseason and just fuck people up. But Mike did the same thing. I mean, you know, he didn't he didn't coast as much as LeBron did in the regular season, but both those guys just they knew what was happening before it happened every single I mean it was incredible. That's the best bas- best individual basketball you'll ever watch is second three Pete Jordan and then second stint Cavs LeBron, especially after that first loss, I mean, during the first loss, he played well to Golden State, you know, for the 3-1 comeback. It's just peak basketball, individual basketball. Peak basketball, of course, Spurs. The world beater Spurs. Um, Kings right now are pretty awesome too, but world beater Spurs. And uh, right behind them is those KD years, um, Warriors, unfortunately. It was a match made in heaven. What was I fucking talking about? Um, LeBron's going to be the greatest scorer of all time now. He's 300-some-odd points away from becoming number one. And in my opinion, by the end of his career, and I think it's like if he plays until he gets to play with his kid, Brownie, this will happen. Um, he's going to be the only player with, like, what is it, 36, 12, 12,000. You know, he'll be top 10 in every statistical, like, cat, every category. And uh, Mike can't say that. The only thing Mike has on him are people revered him more, so they gave him more awards, of course. Um, people revile LeBron for whatever reason. And maybe I'm speaking out of turn. Maybe it was the same way. I just wasn't old enough to, to know if Mike was fucking hated. But it sure seems like it seemed like everybody loved him. Hopefully that's what it'll be like for LeBron whenever he retires because I don't think people appreciate him as the basketball player enough. 
It's the only thing Mike has over him right now is chips. Once LeBron becomes the first and more than likely the only player unless another LeBron or Mike comes along to pass LeBron in scoring, which we previously thought was actually impossible to score that many points in a career, you know. Uh, I just I just can't imagine people saying without any hesitance that Mike is number one. None of it matters to me that much, even though I just went on like a 20-minute talk about it. But like I subscribe to the tiered system. You know, the GOATs are in that tiered system of Mike and Braun, and then everybody else is below them. Um, and you can even, you know, get into the minutiae of it or whatever. And, and they're goats of different particular things, of course. Steph Curry and Clay obviously are number in that top tier of shooters, three-point shooters. And the second tier is, of course, the Reggies, the Ray Allens, the Steve Kerr's, in my opinion, you know, um, the Stoyakoviches, the, um, you know, all those fucking Eastern Europeans that came over here and just were lights out from three those years. What was it, Serbiak? He, he shot a good three ball, I think, didn't he? But, um, I mean, dunkers, that's fun. This is fun. This is fun. Um, Aaron Gordon is in the second tier, I think. Uh, you could make an argument he's in the first tier of dunkers, but, like, the first tier is the, the OGs, you know, Grandma Ma. The, uh, 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 oh, what's his fucking name? I mean, Mike, duh, obviously. Um, I think Gerald Green is in that first tier of dunkers because this is not skill. This is just dunkers. So fuck me. Maybe Aaron Gordon is number one. I don't know. In the, in the top tier. But Mike, um, uh, uh, Daryl Dawkins, I think is up there. If we're talking about end game dunkers, you know, got to have him in there. Uh, fucking Dr. J. Gerald Green, like I said. What else? I'm trying to think. Um, Shaq is up there. You know, passing. This is this is fun. I like this. Passing, you know, that you put the top tier is like, maybe this might just be a whole episode. I'll just fuck, you know, I'll just ramble about it right now, but this might just turn into a whole ass episode sometime soon of me just doing my tier list. I th- oh, that would be so fun. That's what I'll do. Um, but like passers, and uh, passing is so hard to judge because – you can do like safest passers or the, you know, best point guards is a completely different argument, you know, than best passer, um, flashiest passer, shit like that. And I guess you could do that a little bit with dunking, but not that much Sh- shot making for sure. You're shooting. Cause you can go shooting from three point. I, you know, I said those, but shot makers, then you got Kobe's, you got KD's, got Steph Curry's up there obviously you know the the um the the MJ's the did I say him Kareem Dirk you know these historically clutch guys uh yeah this is this is awesome so best passers you know I think you gotta have Stockton up there I mean he's the leader in assists for a reason you know uh Skiles Gotta have that motherfucker, Scott Skiles. He's got that thing on him. Thank you very much. Um, uh, I Chris Paul. 
talking about up there, you know, I think Jokic, um, by the end of his career, is going to be in kind of a league of his own as passers. Um, you could you could make an argument with him and Stockton are both up there. You know, at the second tiers, of course. Uh, and you might put Chris Paul up there too. Fuck. I mean, he's the point god. But, like, you go to that next tier of passers and you got the, you got the, you know, if we're going to do some current people, the, the Currys, the LeBrons, you know, it's hard because he is one of the greatest passers of all time. But, like, is it because he's a great passer or is it because the way that he plays, you know, um, that's, that's really hard. You know, you know, you know, really hard to think about as well. Cause like, do you take that into account? You know, like, cause LeBron isn't, LeBron isn't feeding pick and roll assists, right? Like John Stockton. I mean, if you got to put Steph Curry up there, you got to put LeBron, right? Okay. So he's definitely in this tier. Um, I think he's, uh, I think he's got the best longevity of a, of a passer, but you, I mean, you can't, that doesn't count. So, I mean, yeah, he's in that second tier. The goat tier, of course, has to be reserved for goats. LeBron's not a goat passer. Of course he's not, right? Of course he's not. Um, and I think, I think it's going to be joke and I think it's going to be Stockton up there. You can make an argument for Chris Paul. But yeah, but that second tier, the Stephs, the Bronze, the fucking uh Scott Skiles. Yep. The um um shit, the Isaiah Thomases. The first one, not the second one, not the Celtics one, the Pistons one is up there, you know. I think Penny was a great passer. I don't know if I would put him in that first that second tier rather. He'd probably be in the third tier. I mean, this would be so fun. I, um, yeah, this would be fun. Jason Williams, it's in that that second tier. Um, flashiest passer, Jason Williams, is up in that goat tier, of course. Uh, um, I could do this forever. I really could. I just need to. I need to stop talking about it and start just making the tier list. This could be a long fucking episode. I mean, I could talk about that for a while, and I could do a nice little write up. Uh, that would be very fun. Put it on like. I don't know, medium or something, if you guys want to read that. Or if, you know, uh, I could, we could do some kind of Patreon thing and I can put maybe a write-up or two on there and that's how you read it. I don't know. I don't want to do that. That would be shitty. Down the line, if this turns into something, that's what I'll probably do. Um, but not right now. I'll just put it on like medium if I can do that for free. Or um, shoot me an email and I'll email the fucking thing to you, right? So we can get, you know, some people emailing me. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this is something, yeah, that's, I could talk about that a lot. I mean, I just, I just don't know if I have anything else to talk about, you know, other than basketball, you know. Uh, the Kings are having a really crazy season right now at Damana Sabana, Damana Sabonis, fuck, Damana Sabonis, Damana Sabonis fucking idiot that's what i am demontis sabonis boom i think i got it he's awesome uh a Darren fox is finally using his athletic ability to play some defense um they had a really good draft 
I mean, the whole draft this past year has been pretty insane. I mean, I think that I've got the most hope for, you know, Keegan Murray, I think before the draft, um, I think the consensus was that he was going to be a good NBA player, but that's all he'd ever be. I think that that's so off base. I think he's, I think it was guaranteed he was coming into the NBA player and coming into the NBA to be a good player. He's going to come in. He's going to perform. He's going to give you numbers of a starter or a sixth man like he is right now. Motherfucker Whitewood, rookie of the year and sixth man of the year. Which would be really cool. I, um, I, uh, I really, I mean, then you got, you go down, you got Shaden Sharp. For, I think he's on the Blazers. Motherfucker can literally jump outside of the roof. He's got like Gerald Green. He's got like a Gerald Green type of vertical. I mean, he's just wild. There is this dunk they showed the other day, maybe last week. Where that's, I mean, that's what it was. It was fucking this guy. <laughs> he went up to to get an, to do an oop. And this bastard had his chin up above the rim. I mean, he's like 6'6". Six, six. That's how tall Gerald Green was. And that's a Gerald Green jump. That windmill whenever he's on the nets where he grabbed that son of a bitch like up at the top of the backboard and then windmilled it. He decided, oh, I'll just jump from like the free throw line and grab this at the backboard and do a fully extended windmill peeking down into the fucking cookie jar. You know, he's incredible. He, uh, he's fucking insane. Love watching that dude play. He only had, you know, this is common knowledge for NBA enjoyers, basketball enjoyers, but he didn't have a finger. He had one finger missing. It's crazy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a 35-minute episode or whatever. I think that that's, um, that's good. I, you know, I appreciate being able to talk about basketball for a little bit while I'm, you know, I, I really didn't think that that's where this would go, but. I'm happy about it. Um, my coffee got cold, um, and that's not my fault. All right. Love you guys. Bye.